The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, principal at Top Sale Strategies, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, from Publishers Daily, an article by Sarah Gugolini on Wyden Kennedy, the big ad agency, they've... Um, gotten into cahoots with the Atlantic. You may know that magazine for its deep and thoughtful and very and somewhat longer approach to journalism. They are going to be doing a new consumer-facing brand campaign that will launch later this spring. Now, Wyden Kennedy does many, many big brand campaigns for a lot of big names out there in the world. It's the first time in eight years the Atlantic is launching a brand campaign. And according to the Senior Director of Communications for the Atlantic, Anna Bross, she's saying is to push their brand to people who don't yet know them. It's going to be focused on the Atlantic's most recent editorial project called A&Q, which is described as popular answers to pressing questions, and it's really turning the Q&A format on its head, questioning the news rather than simply reporting it, according to Bross. Um, they're going to try to monetize this effort as well. Pitney Bowes is the launch sponsor of A&Q, and Bross says Pitney Bowes will have three sponsored content pieces of the 20 editorial pieces, which will show up as native advertising in the yellowed sponsored content box on the website. Uh, the first A&Q uh, is already out. You can check it out. It's called Brick and Mortar is Dead, and it's running right now on the website. I I took a look at it. It's pretty insightful, and I encourage you to do so. So look around maybe in the next couple of months and see what The Atlantic is doing, and it'll all be thanks to Wyden Kennedy. Great graduate agency. Our purse profile today is the Kate Spade Shopper. She's a woman 35 years old, married with three kids, making more than 60 k uh, she loves to go online shopping, but actually prefers being at a retail experience, speaking of brick and mortar not being dead for this particular woman, especially around the holidays. The holidays are an experience to her. Um, there's more than 600,000 of these women out there, as I mentioned, and tended some college and employed uh, part-time, although uh, 34% are strictly homemakers. She's very fashion aware, likes to look at fashion magazines to determine the clothes she's going to buy, and she does buy them seasonally. She likes to be unique, making a fashion statement, and she even thinks her car should express her personality. She's optimistic about life. She's very happy with her life as it is and happy with her standard of living. She just tries not to worry too much about the future. Um, experience seekers, uh, she likes to take risks, live in, live in the spur of the moment actually and has a keen sense of adventure therefore she switches things up for novelty um, and likes to experiment and she loves to indulge those kids so when it comes to retail she's shopping at Kohl's, Macy's, Nordstrom, Old Navy, Pier 1, Gap, Crate and Barrel and The Limited she's driving a Volkswagen Toyota um, or a Chrysler Uh, she's uh, buying Elizabeth Arden, Neutrogena, Clinique, Almay 
She's also a big fan, of course, of Kate Spade, as I already mentioned, Calvin Klein, and Victoria's Secret. Where can you intersect this woman? She's reading Parenting Magazine, Cosmo, Vanity Fair, InStyle, Mary Claire, and Glamour, um, as well as Entertainment Weekly, Better Homes and Gardens, and Good Housekeeping. I already mentioned she reads a lot of magazines, so that's why we have so many on that list. When it comes to cable, she's watching Bravo and E!, um, HBO and Oxygen and HGTV. She's online at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and eBay, as well as Disney.com. Well, my guest today has been on the show uh, before. Dr. Catherine Foster is a PhD psychologist in private practice in Fort Worth, Texas. She has a master's degree in marriage and family counseling, and she's practiced psychotherapy for 27 years. She's an author of two novels of psychological interest, as well as two nonfiction companion books to The Naked Truth About Men and Romance, including They Are What Women Want and When Your Relationship Changes. I'm thrilled to have Dr. Kathy Foster back on the show. Today we're going to be talking about what women want really and it's really about communication. So whether you're in a romantic relationship as we'll be talking about today or just trying to improve your communication skills. More from Dr. Foster when Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. The Web Marketing Association presents Great Moments in Website History. 1994, Trey G browses with a high-speed 56K modem. 1997, Donnie W discovers scrolling. 2006, Smudges the Cat becomes an animated GIF. What is your great moment in website history? The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2016. Go to webaward.org and sign up today. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. Welcome back to Purse Strings. I'm chatting today with a return guest, Dr. Kathy Foster. She's a psychologist and practice based in Fort Worth, Texas. She has a master's degree in marriage and family counseling and a PhD in psychology. She's been practicing psychotherapy for 27 years. She's also a noted author of two novels, 
Sessions, Memoirs of a psych- Psychotherapist and Finding My Way. And she's also written two nonfiction companion books, um, The Naked Truth About Men and Romance, and They Are What Women Want, Really, and When Your Relationship Changes, How to Found Strength. And I'm really excited to have Kathy back, you know, in marriage and family counseling. On- I having a psychologist focused on marriage and family counseling on purse strings. Well, you may have heard these stats. I find them to be quite high. Career Builder came out recently with workplace romance data. And believe it or not, 38% of workers have had a date with another co-worker at least once in their career lifetime, and 31% ended up getting married to that co-worker. Um, 28% of you out there date a more senior employer um, or an employee, and 18% of you actually date your boss. So uh, <laughs> this is definitely an issue affecting women and men in the workplace. And at the end of the day, it's all about communications. And Dr. Kathy Foster is an expert in that. Kathy, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's good to be with you, Maria. Thanks. Yes. Thanks for coming back in. And, you know, I want to know, we're going to be focusing today on what women want really. And, and why did you write, why did you write that particular book? I wrote it because two-thirds of divorces are now initiated by women. And I believe it's because they expect something from men that, for men, is a learned behavior. It's doable and it's not, hard, it's not hard, but it's just not intuitive. So even though what women want really is written for guys because it's concise and bullet-pointed, it's meant to be read by couples, preferably aloud. So it includes discussion questions that make it easy for both of them to talk about what they actually need in the relationship, but in a more neutral way. And I know this is this may seem a little bit odd, but could you define the term women and men? Because I remember from The Naked Truth About Men and Romance that though you were addressing most people, you're still very, very specific. Yeah, actually, because thanks, because uh, by women, I mean most women. But uh, it's females who are hardwired and strongly motivated by empathy or getting into somebody else's shoes. And that isn't every woman. So these women um, attach, discern another person's feelings. And I'll come back to that in a sec. Now, I also mean something else. Sophisticated MRIs have shown us that by the age of 17, a girl's brain has transformed so that the processing of emotion moves up to her highest brain, the cerebral cortex, where things like reflection and reasoning take place. So she can now explain what she feels and why she feels what she does. She can hook up words to feelings. So this makes her different. She has taken an emotional leap, a relational leap, and she now thinks her feelings and feels her thoughts. Now, the reason this matters is that a guy in a romance has to realize that her identity becomes associated with these thought feelings. So that's what I mean by by a woman. By a man, I'm talking about the greater population of males, not all males, but most, who are hardwired and strongly motivated to value and assemble systems. Now, systems are are anything that have a fixed set of rules, you know, like a like a, a pencil sharpener or or uh, economics, you know, it can be many, many different things, but it usually has a, a way that you can go in and, and, and change it or fix it. So they detach, you remember women attach, okay, they detach to observe and figure out the system. 
Now, since since most women don't detach as as a way an automatic way of being, they can really misunderstand guys. Because let's say you go on a date, it works out really well. He doesn't text back for five days. Now, nothing is going on with him. He's he's fine. But for the woman who is not used to detachment, she thinks maybe the relationship has ended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I, I made one other thing by men. And that is that by the, by age nine or to 15, whenever adolescence hits, a boy's daily quotient of one cup of circulating testosterone per day soars to get this two gallons. Oh my gosh. Well, that explains a lot, doesn't it? (laughs) And you know what most people don't know is that see our, our, um, hormones shape our brain chemistry and actually mold it. So all this testosterone, this two gallons, livens his hypothalamus in the brain to grow over twice that of a girl's. And it pushes sex to the front of his thinking. He cannot help this. And especially sexual conquest. Now, the way that that relates to romantic relationships is that today we know that men are four times more likely than women to see sex and emotional closeness as the same thing. Yep. Well, that, again, (laughs) explains a lot, doesn't it? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Well, and knowing that that's his definition and her definition, of course, is going to be something else because why wouldn't it be, right, to make it more complex? Yeah, yeah. Um, How can a man be successful with a woman? You know, a, a woman loves a man who asks her about her thought feelings. Now, there, there's a bridge in all of our brains that connects the right hemisphere to the left hemisphere. Only in women, that bridge is four times as thick as a guy's is. Now, that means it gives her access to the, get this, 412 different feelings mm-hmm. that have been identified. <laughs> That's a lot, right? So as every guy knows, this makes women kind of complicated. And we know that women feel more strongly and more often than guys do. So as she's talking, her feelings rise. And I compare this to the feelings a guy might have when he's having sex. You know, the intensity gets stronger. So if a guy interrupts a woman when she's talking in a feeling kind of way, it's like if during sex she jumps up and says, you know, I'm going to run down to the kitchen and get a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. It feels pretty dismissive. So a, a guy's feelings typically are more connected with his behaviors than with talking. So you have the old joke, you know, a, a wife of 25 years asks her husband, do you love me? And he says, well, of course, haven't I gone to work every day? Mm-hmm. But his, his comment doesn't register with her on any real level, you know, any deep level. Certainly she needs words to understand if he loves her. So all, all this has to do with our different brain structures, our different hormones, and really when, when a woman is talking, because it, this isn't innate to a guy, he needs to kind of relax, you know, release his jaw, slow his breathing down, picture that his mind is a serene lake with a smooth surface. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he needs to tell himself, she just wants, to, she just wants me to know what she feels. It's an essential part of her. It's okay. I don't have to do anything. 
Right, exactly. I think that desire to do something is also yeah. innate in him as well, as opposed to, I'm just going to sit back and take it in because she needs <laughs> to get this off her chest. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So why is that so hard for a guy to do, you know, after he's asked her about her feelings? Why is it so hard for him just to kind of sit you back? Know, yeah, you know, you know, part of it is that women have special rules that men don't know about, you know, and one rule is that if she asks a question, the guy should return the gesture and ask the same question to her. Now, this is this is deep in women, you know, we don't even realize it. But like, let's say she says, so um, how was your day at work? Well, he should answer, but then he should say, tell me about your day. She, she wants to create a flow of dialogue because this goes with the way her brain is structured, you know. So if a woman asks what, what he thinks, then he should give his opinion, but he should certainly go ahead and ask her back. Otherwise, it registers as a slight, and that can build up and deteriorate the relationship over time. Mm, that's really insightful. Who do women end up falling in love with and what does a guy have to do? <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's believed that women don't fall in love with a guy unless he reveals his need for her. Mm-hmm. Now, his strength makes her initially interested, but his revealing his vulnerabilities to her will cause her to commit and in a long relationship to commit again. So whether you want to win her or keep her, a guy needs to express intimate feelings like say, you know, I feel so content with when I'm with you. I need to see your smile every day. You make me feel alive. Th- these words may seem gushy to guys, but imagine if you're a guy, imagine if you had four times the access to emotions than what you do have. It wouldn't seem that way at all. It doesn't seem that way to a woman. Yeah, that's so interesting, isn't it? We really, truly are so vastly different. We're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're going to talk about mistakes that men can make. And men, you're going to want to maybe take some notes in this section. Stick around. Dr. Kathy Foster returns when Purse Strings returns after the break. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, 
So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. Welcome back. I've been chatting today with Dr. Catherine Foster, Ph.D. She's a psychologist in private practice in Fort Worth, Texas, and an author of many books. The one we're talking about today is What Women Want Really, and we've been talking about the brain chemistry, the brain makeup, and how vastly different it is between men and women, and therefore our approach to love and romance, therefore, is also vastly, vastly different, and we were just talking about who women and fall in love with and what a guy has to do and of course as everything with this topic is complex uh and kathy you know there's a lot of opportunities to make mistakes here it yes. seems right so how do actually. men make mistakes in talking with a woman well w- one problem is that men tend to like facts over feelings and and because of that they can accidentally cut away uh, cut a cut a woman off mm-hmm. so um they can commandeer a woman's flow of expression by asking factual questions. And, uh, you know, he, he might do this just to get back in his comfort zone. But let's say she says, my mother's been admitted to the hospital. Don't say, what's the name of the hospital? Instead, say, oh, sweetie, tell me about it. Because you, you want to give her a chance to talk openly so she can get to what she cares about, which is her feelings about it. So the genders tend to use language differently. You know, men use language to get or give facts typically, and and women use language to form or strengthen a connection. So if if a guy is using language to show his smarts or win an argument or pick someone's logic apart or note inconsistencies, this may be natural and fun for a a guy, but it can leave a woman feeling shut down. She kind of feels like he wants to fight. And, and I, I think that this is what a lot of fights are actually about. You know, it doesn't feel like romance to her. She wants to build emotional intimacy, which is the prerequisite, by the way, to her feeling sexual. So it, that is important. Um, men can take pride in discussing things with indif- indifference and objectivity. That goes back to being a systemizer again. So this leaves a woman feeling that, that um, he's being impersonal toward her. And again, for her, at least, that's the opposite of romantic feelings. In a romance, she's watching for compassion, harmony, if you seem to understand her, and especially what she feels. So the the first thing is that men have to watch out about a preference for facts. And then the second thing, we mentioned this before, but men love solutions. They like the bottom line. Actually, testosterone causes men to be efficient. And to go for the answer, and actually to go for the quickest <laughs> answer. So this is opposite of women who like to talk things out and to be listened to with empathy. So she says, you know, my boss acted like an ass today. Don't say, why don't you quit? Instead, mm-hmm. <laughs> instead say, what did he do? Tell me about it. He, he, the guy needs to contain the quick solution that comes to his mind so that dialogue can really flow. And often when a guy is listening, he tries beaming, beaming, beaming in on how to solve her problem. 
he, he doesn't mean it in any negative way. He's, he's actually trying to be kind. He, but he misses the real reason she's even talking in the first place. She wants to be known. And, you know, a, a guy has to get this. Her, her problem really isn't that she can't solve her own challenges. Her issue is over, overwhelm. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is why she wants to talk things out. Why does a woman have overwhelm? It, it really has to do with the way her brain is structured. You know, through time, women's brains developed as they cared for several children and did other things at the same time. So women evolved as multitaskers to ensure that the human race survived. And, you know, accidents are still the number one killer of kids today. Kids have to be watched. So, so women, unlike men, don't live in a sequential categorical brain where when you think about B, like work, you stop thinking about A, like her. <laughs> so rather, she thinks about A, B, C, D, and E, and it's on her brain all the time. And though this ensure kids don't get killed, it also leads to her feeling overwhelmed. So she, she just keeps so many things in the active file. This leads to a desire to talk. And, and what, what a guy doesn't want to do, I think one of the biggest <clears throat> things he has to be careful about is if she can't find this in him, so she turns to her girlfriends. And when she does, that is a relationship alert because she no longer feels that intimate with him and the sexual relationship will go downhill. The, the other thing is that give, giving a woman a quick answer has the odd effect of making her feel put down. Because after all, she reasons, I can figure this out myself, you know. She ends up feeling kind of judged, like you think she's helpless. So if in frustration she does turn to the girlfriends, consequently her sexual interest will wane. Because for women, you know, it's not like guys where they think where they sex and emotional uh, closeness are the same thing. For women, you know, sex is symbolic. Emotional closeness they already feel. I would imagine the mistakes you're talking about with with women and men in an ongoing relationship, it sounds like, could be similar with mistakes men might make on dates. Or am I wrong? Are they, are they different kinds of mistakes in that initial kind of relationship building uh, process? I, no, I think there can be similarities. But I think particularly on a date, many men talk and talk, you know, believing uh, the date is kind of like a job interview. And and, And it's not. (laughs) No. And and the woman politely gives rapt attention. Women have a lot of acetylcholine, which causes them to, you know, uh, relationally give way kind of, you know. But she, she can walk away feeling quite unknown. She was hoping for a dialogue. So she concludes that her, her date maybe has an awfully big ego or worse yet, she feels kind of blah about the whole thing. But dialoguing in a back-and-forth flow is the woman's main way of feeling close to somebody. This is different from men who tend to uh, feel most connected when, when sexual or physical. You know, even affection can do that. But it, women are less physical and more feeling-oriented than men are. People who are going to be in a romance have to understand that both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about something a little bit more difficult. Couples working through conflicts, which you've talked a little bit about how we could end up getting there, right? If women feel that they aren't being heard mm-hmm. and and she's feeling put down and there's lots of opportunity there to lead to conflict. How are the genders different in their approach to working through those conflicts? Well, let me let me say first, I really am hoping 
the book will change that, that it will end a lot of conflict. I really think it can. So, but, but women tend to expect that a relationship has to be worked on. They just come into the relationship that way, and and they expect to have to resolve conflicts and to land on compromise or resolution. Now, that is tough for guys unless they learn some secrets. Now, what I mean is that men have a biological disadvantage. Their blood pressure goes up when, in a romantic relationship, a confrontation begins, even if he begins it. It really doesn't matter. So this, this feeling of blood pressure rising is uncomfortable. He may feel like he's flooding or feeling pressured in his head. He may feel quite overwhelmed. So it makes sense to him to shut down, stop talking, maybe even blame her, try to change or even confuse the subject, do anything to make this woman stop. <laughs> now, actually... The woman's not trying to aggravate the guy. <laughs> he's not trying to get one over on him. He's, he's not trying to control him. She's doing what she's always done with close girlfriends and other females. She's trying to talk things out, you know. So women are not only more comfortable with conflict, but they expect it, and they don't believe the relationship can comp- improve without it. So whereas a guy may feel responsible for the long-term finances of the relationship or feel responsible for the cars, um, she feels responsible for the health of the relationship. So she's going to, she's going to take it down and dust it and repaint it and oil it. And she does that by bringing the guy into dialogue about their differences or misunderstandings so that the relationship can deepen and they don't have that argument again. So now if a guy won't engage in discussion, the woman will suddenly feel upset and then her blood pressure begins to rise Mm -hmm. and she feels frustrated and she assumes that the guy doesn't care about the relationship. And not only that, but the relationship begins to feel impossible to her because she thinks, how can the relationship go forward if he won't work with me on resolving things? You know, she she asks this in the same way that a guy might feel frustrated if she continues again and again to not put oil in the car, you know. Right. So the secret to keeping yourself okay while resolving conflicts, if you're a guy, is really, you do. If you're a guy, you have to steady yourself at the beginning of the conflict, knowing that her attempts at improving the relationship are how she loves you. You know, he has to breathe deeply and release muscles to stabilize his blood pressure. And if she seems upset, he has to relax, knowing that she has a different relationship to feelings than he does. And it's going to be okay. She'll just talk it through. She's, she's not going to become, usually, you know, not going to become violent violent or something, you know. <laughs> so so there, there's some special things that he can say. You know, if he can say it maintaining eye contact, that produces trust in women. But even if he can just cut to the chase and say, I really want to make this right for you. Or how can I help? Or what can I do to make this better? Or tell me what you're feeling. And since women's feelings are in layers and there's 412 different ones, you know, he can say again, what else are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's, it's yeah. Just keep her talking, right? Just yeah, keep her yeah. talking and validating um, her emotions and what she's what she's feeling. Seems like he's doing a lot of deep breathing, Kathy. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, you know, truly, all of us have to manage our brains because our our, our brains developed. Ninety nine point nine percent of human development was when we were still hunter gatherers or the women were mainly nurturers 
And it caused different hormones to come out because of the different jobs we had. We actually had opposite jobs. And so our, our structures became different and we have to manage it. We just have to manage it. Yeah, I think managing it and under and having a common understanding of how the other person yes. likes to be communicated with, having an understanding, and then the management can come from that. Um, I do encourage everyone to pick up "What Women Want Really" by Dr. Catherine Foster, PhD. You can get. Kathy's books, all of her books, including that one, on Amazon. And you can also follow Kathy on LinkedIn and Twitter. And of course, go to KatherineFosterPhD.com for more information. Kathy, thank you so much for being back on the show. Absolutely. Thank you, Maria. Thrilled to have you. And thanks to my producer, George. And join me right here next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.